All right, Morning Skate listeners, here's the deal. Between dodging pucks and heckling refs, you need a hydration game that keeps up. Enter Key Sparkling Water. This isn't your grandma's sparkling water. Key's packed with real fruit and has the kind of fizz that laughs in the face of those other carbonated wannabes. It's like a slap shot of flavor right to your taste buds without turning you into a human flotation device. Whether you're in the locker room or just playing armchair coach, Key's your wingman. Zero added sugar because let's face it, you're sweet enough, especially when you're screaming at the TV. Am I right? Need a refresh? Skate over to KeySparklingWater.com and save 20% off by using code TMS24. You can also find Key on Amazon or if you're local to the Saratoga area at Burger Five, Franklin Market, Fat Polly's, and Capital Roots. That's Key Sparkling Water. Phone, wallet, key. Check us out again. TMS24 saves you 20% off. Welcome to the Morning Skate, episode 309. You got your host, Ked, joined by my co-host, Brownie, and the legends in, in town, Nick Carpinito. What's going on, buddy? How are you, fellas? I think I think we're doing pretty good. Can you tell by my voice that like I got a new mic? Can you tell? It sounds crystal clear. I thought you were going to be a little bit sprightly because of what happened with the TD Garden Twitter account today. Oh yeah, I was. I've already kind of went after, went at it with myself earlier. Uh, yeah, TD Garden, nice little retweet. Love seeing that. Uh, Brownie got us on the map because of last week's podcast. Brownie, want to talk about it? Yeah, we had uh, Kelly Dyer Hayes, a multiple Hall of Famer. Twice she's in Northeastern. She's in the one time, two time at Acton Boxborough Hall of Fame, and I forget the other school. Uh, but yeah, she was awesome. She's a pioneer of the women's game. Uh, I mean, not a big deal. She played with Tommy Barrasso back in high school. Uh, but she's, she was, um, uh, two-time national champ, four-time Beanpot winner, uh, two-time MVP, two-year captain. She's just a very accomplished, uh, individual, a very nice person. And she was kind enough to sit down and you guys should go check it out because, uh, her goal, uh, is to fill the TD garden for the women's Beanpot, um, on January 23rd. And we're going to do everything we can to help. We also have, discounted ticket link available it's in our bio and we will be doing giveaways as we get closer on live podcasts and to uh Keywater, i kept quiet during the ad read because i don't have any gear so you might want to rectify that if you want your boy chiming in that was one of my i think that was probably the best ad read i've ever done i yeah. felt pretty good about it it was pretty how much better it would be if i was doing it with you see so. <laughs> i mean that's what i'm saying uh it's made with real fruit zero added sugar built to crush hydration they have three flavors right now they have key I'm lime scrolling. oh yeah that's what that was i thought that's you were why i was going like being an idiot here it is oh, right there it bang is. bottom of the screen gone, uh, yeah. it's gone it's gone uh, key lime well oh it went away yeah i don't know what you did technical difficulties there you there go. Go. now i think wow. we're good now we're good all right key three flavors they have key lime blood orange cherry and pineapple passion fruit and again they're available on amazon keysparkingwater.com promo code tms24 that'll save you 20 percent but yeah the boys are back feels good um kind of want to get into it right now i bought a planner for the new year oh, and uh, brownie's heard about this probably how many times uh, i stopped counting it i think 32 well at 32 times it's still less the amount of times you mentioned bergeron in the first five minutes of a fucking who podcast. mentioned him today that but, was you. but we have i think we're up to seven scheduled podcasts in the month of january which is pretty good 
Uh, if you're local to Saratoga, we're going to have some Rangers watch parties coming up. So make sure that you have a head on a swivel at probably, in my opinion, the best bar in Saratoga. Um, so things are going really good. Our numbers are going up. We're reaching out to businesses. We got key sparkling water. Things are buzzing. And we have Coach Nick Carpenito on. Uh, this is going to be fucking sick, dude. So, Can I? Could could we arrange it that I could bring Coach Carp with me for a live podcast at that bar? I would love to do that. First off, Carp, and then second, go for a ride to Saratoga. Might as well, I guess. <laughs> It'd be awesome. You guys come here, and then free agent frenzy. Come back. We'll head over to the track. Maybe who knows? Okay. Could be kind of fun. Um. <laughs> What was I going to say? It was something kind of important. It was like, my, uh, oh, have we figured out what game I'm going to yet? Yeah, Beanpot. I, I can't. Right? Beanpot. Can't I gave Brownie. I, I, I made. I gave Brownie three dates. I didn't know. If yeah, I think. I think it should be the late main one that we were talking about in February. I like so you that. got that, but you can also go to the first round of the Beanpot. It's still going to be a good atmosphere. Is it, which one's Katie Knowles' birthday? Is it the championship first round? One, the first one. But that'll be at Harvard. He wants to go to Matthews. Oh, and so, Carp, let me let me check my planner, dude. I have a lot of things going on right now. Very busy, man. But I uh, I want to make sure I get I want to make sure I get that yeah, dialed in. Ted's made it to 1985 because he's got a handwritten planner. Finally, I want to know if that planner is still in play in, in April. Yeah, that's it, the key. You can go to the gym the first couple of weeks of the new year. Hey, that's the, key. the third and fourth. That's the key sparkling water. That's so, the key. That's the key. Key sparkling water of the week, dude. So we're going to, I think he's going to come to the main game in February. That's at Matthews. Uh, we're going to try to organize a live podcast from the lobby and yes. we'll get there before we'll talk. We'll go in between periods back and talk. And then after the game, we can have people come by. Delaney might've bit off more than she could chew when she said that we could do this. And also was like, yeah, we can get you in the mascot uniform, Ked. So we'll see what happens. So Delaney's conservative. You're you're probably getting that and more. Oh, excellent, yeah, excellent! Like Don't blow up her spot. I mean, you know, she might want to. Try <laughs> oh, I wasn't. I was saying she's smart. She's she is very smart. Yeah, very smart, very nice. We're very thankful for Delaney and all she does for us. Yeah, she's awesome. Hmm. That that special guest, Delaney, three hundredth podcast. That's right. That's right. Um, let's just kind of got into. We have a lot of hot to talk. Yeah, about. we have a lot. So, Mia Culpa, a lot. So let's, let's hammer the music. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the morning skates Mia Culpas with Kat and Brownie. Uh, all right, so the person we couldn't think of, uh, the head coach of Minnesota Wild is John Hines. I mean, that was that's, uh, that's like the most forgettable coach in the NHL, so that makes sense. All right, fair. Yep. Uh, the Charlie Sheen Emilio Estevez movie that I couldn't think of was called Men at Work, it's from 1990 with a Rotten Tomato score of 32 percent. Is okay, that 32 percent? That's I don't. the thing, is Rotten Tomatoes like legit? Because I feel like I have no idea, I never pay attention to it, it just was there when I looked it up. Okay. Uh, the guy who hit Biden's motorcade having a tough day was 46-year-old James Cooper of Wilmington, Delaware. He not only hit it, but he hit a park van and then tried to flee the scene through a closed-off intersection and road. Like, they close off the road, like, well around all the president's motorcades, and this numbnuts hit a parked car and then tried to flee. I mean, he's he lucky he didn't scene. get he shot. Yep, he found yeah. the scene. He found some area. Yep. Uh, so this is a mea culpa on a mea culpa. You remember when I talked about Rob Ray kissing his stick prior to scoring that goal? Yes. It was actually Brad May who deked Ray Bork and Andy Moog, which is not too shabby, uh, to score the goal in game four. And that led to Rick Jenneret's famous mayday call. So that was a bad miss on my part. Ray but, Bork. Yep. Growing up, he looked up to Adam Fox, modeled his game after him. Right? Oh, my God. Yep. I mean, that was a terrible miss. 
Yeah, well, I think Brad May and Rob most... Ray, it was always confusing back then. Ray and May, that's Ray. I'm okay. I know. Well, whatever. Uh, all right, and then funeral wishes. So my wife was like, you have to tell Ked this. And I was going to tell you, but I figured I'd do it on the podcast oh, once boy. a new carp was coming on. So we talked about what I went through with the heart and everything. The night before we were going in, I said to Lori, I'm like, hey, if I don't make it, I have a list of demands. She's like, demands? I'm like, wishes then. It just yep. felt like demands was the right word, but she said it wasn't. Okay. So this is what I was hoping to have happen if I didn't make it. I wanted G-Love G -Love to play the funeral. Didn't have to. I wanted to be a celebration of life. I didn't want it to be somber. So G-Love and Special Sauce, I was hoping they would come down. Carp, do you know who that is? G-Love and Special Sauce? Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. I was a big jam band guy back in the day. That's okay. it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I wanted Judy Gold, the comedian, to uh, do my eulogy. Gotcha. I wanted Patrice Bergeron to get up there and say a few words because I thought that would be nice. And uh, I wanted some of my ashes scattered uh, over the reef in Key West. And then the last thing is Coach Carp. I wasn't going to get a patch. There's no way I would be able to get a patch on the Bruins jersey, mm. but a patch on the Huskies jersey would have been kind of nice. So. Yeah, you can split the difference, see if we can do PWHL Boston, see if you behave yourself tonight. That'd be <laughs> sick. <laughs> well, I just I'm bringing, to... uh, I'm going to the game tonight with Alistair Poppycock, so that should be fun. Or they don't even have a name yet. Maybe if you if you go sooner Brownies. than later, it could be the PWHL Boston Brownies. That'd be all right. That'd be all right. So, yeah, so that's it for me, Copas. Not yeah, bad. I heard a lot of words with the funeral wishes, and not one word of those was Ked. So we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> and so in the news. I would expect you to teach Riley to skate. How's that? Okay, I can do that. Well, right, she won't skate well, but we'll, we'll get her. We'll get her to chip pucks glass now. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury is one win away from tying Patrick Waugh for second all time for wins by goalie at five fifty one. He is one of four goalies with a thousand games played. Marty Berdur had twelve hundred and sixty six. Roberto Luongo uh, one thousand forty four, and Patrick Waugh had one thousand and twenty nine. Uh, 26,000 saves. Uh, Marty Berger, 28,928. Luongo, 28,409. And again, 550 wins. Berger has 691, and Patrick Waugh has 551. Um, do you guys remember the the old hockey brand Coho? Like that yeah. holy thing? So they have like a Twitter, and I think they changed it. I think it's called like the Pro Shop now. But they tweeted out uh, this video back when Marc-Andre Fleury was 18 years old and World Junior. And it was like, it was so cool, dude. It was like, and now Chevrolet is going to present the starting goalies of the game. And then they just kind of broke down how Mark Andre Fleury had like the best stats in the tournament. He's only 18 years old. I love that it was sponsored by Chevrolet. Heavy Chevy. Actually, I have a, I have a red coho wooden stick somewhere in the basement here, which is cracked, but not all the way through. Yeah. And it was my favorite stick. So I still have it, even though it's cracked it's somewhere over there. But yeah. So love coho. Love coho. And then more with Minnesota in a recent interview, Brandon. Duhame chirped Mark Andre Fleury for being 50. And since then, Fleury has hidden various articles of his clothes, leaving the right winger to leave in various states of undress or with other clothing. So far, he's left the ring shirtless uh, and with moon boots. And then Fleury also practiced with the cane instead of his goalie stick in a recent practice. Kind of a cool back and forth. But what, what do you guys have on Mark Andre Fleury and his? Career? I think he's great. He's an excellent goal and he seems like an excellent dude. And I was just going to say, if you're going to get the reputation alone, if you're going to get into like a prank war with anyone, I don't think Mark Andre Fleury should be in your top 20 because the guy lives for it. Yeah. And there's so the Crosby at the All Star game. He went into the other locker room and stole all Crosby's gear and wrapped it all up in clear tape. Yeah, recently I think the game that he that they didn't play him against the Penguins, he went Which was and crazy. 
he switched Latang's helmet. Yeah, so yeah. He switched him out with a white helmet instead yeah. of a black helmet. They're like, hey, you can't do that. But <laughs> what do you? Um, well, Sharp, you you're you're more on a day today with goalies. You you're on the ice every day. What do you think? What's your impression of Flurry? Uh, I mean, I I love I love what he brings to the locker room. That's for sure. He keeps yeah. everything light. He reminds me, to be honest, he reminds me of Phillips quite a bit, just from a demeanor standpoint. Like Phillips nice. is, she's a really 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 fun person to be around everybody loves being around her you know she's not she's not in the prank wars that much we get a couple other players that uh we actually we're in the middle of one right now between a couple of kids and uh nice the coaching staff they came at us they pranked you guys yeah so they had like uh you listen if you want to you want to drop some names buddy who's involved who's doing what who who's on your hit list feel free i don't know i don't know the full uh the full group I know it's an investigation going on right now. What's that? <laughs> investigation going on right now. No, no, we already we already had a, a mild retaliation, and they knew it was coming because I told them it was coming before Christmas, just to make them think about it all of Christmas break. Just sweat. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they get they got one of these like um, it's like a little box, and it makes a cricket noise, and they hid it in our locker room. Oh yeah. So we eventually found it, and we figured out two of the players that were involved in. It. And I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram; those little. It's like uh, probably about a square like that big, and it makes a goat screaming sound. Have you seen those? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you put it on the. I put it on the bottom of. Uh, actually, Eric, our equipment manager, did it while we were on the ice. So uh, we were, they were out of the locker room, but he put it underneath their stall. When they ripped the thing off to shut it off, a, a glitter pack explodes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was funny. That's great. So now we're <laughs> now we're, waiting. we're waiting. I talked to him. I was like, "Listen, I know what we're opening ourselves up to." Um, just remember whatever the escalation is, it's got to be appropriate and just know that we make a lot more money than you guys and we're willing to spend. <laughs> so just be aware of that moving forward. And, uh, and yeah. ultimately we control your ice time. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we would, we kept that out of it. Uh, you know, we knew, uh, we knew it was coming. So that's um, great, but it's always great to have like an atmosphere like that. I think. Yeah. You know, you want to be serious. The, our players, especially, they know when to be serious. I know Flurry definitely does. Um, but you always want to you want to have a fun atmosphere because it can be a grind, especially you know yeah. midway through the season, towards the end of the regular season. One one of like the original pranks that the morning skate had is Hal created an alias. I think it was like it was Tommy from Carolina or something like that. It was back when oh, the Rangers were battling the Hurricanes, and he tweeted at me every day for like I don't know a month, and I would text him and be like. This guy's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's wild. Then finally, one day, he's like, yeah, that's me. So every once in a while, he comes back with it. I think he still has the logins, but um, Benajad's wife shared a post on Instagram that showed an ornament in their tree that had a picture of Benajad and Chris Kreider embracing after a goal. She captioned the pic with "Found my husband's boyfriend in our tree." I, I cool. Hey, listen, they they seem very happy together, and yeah, they know. make out pretty much every time they get off the ice. <laughs> so. I have I, I I'm not gonna yuck someone else's yum. Okay, yucking yums, dude. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Pittsburgh. We mentioned Chris Letang. So uh, last week for the Islanders, he recorded five assists in a single period and became the first NHL defenseman in history to do so. He also became the first Penguin and player uh, Penguin player in history at any position to have five assists in a period and then the first player in NHL history to record six assists in under thirty minutes, nineteen minutes and thirty three seconds. Wayne Gretzky recorded six assists in thirty minutes and seventeen seconds back in nineteen eighty. Pittsburgh won that game 7-0. Um, and to just kind of go along with their back end, with an assist on Sidney Crosby's third-period goal, Eric Carlson has become the eighth-fastest defenseman in NHL history to record 600 career assists in his 954th career game. 
So a couple of legends on the on the uh, blue line there for Pittsburgh. I, I'm pretty sure Brownie's not a fan of either. I, Brownie's not a I big like offensive I like Tang. type. No, I like okay. Latang. I like Latang's game. He plays solid. He'll play physical. I can't stand Eric Carlson's game. I mean, Eric Carlson packs snooze during games, so he kind of he he's grown on me a little bit. He's got the sleeve tattoos, dude. He, hammer of a shot, both right-handed shots too, right? Latang and Carlson, pretty sure. Uh, I feel good about that. Don't no. I feel good about that. But possible yeah. Manitoba. No, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even write it down. I feel that. But yeah, a couple of legends on the back end there for Pittsburgh. Unfortunately, their season really hasn't gone quite what I think that they thought it was going to go like so far. But like I said, literally ever since this podcast started, if Sidney Crosby's on your team, you got a shot. So I would never count him out. Fair. Um. Oh boy, your Boston Bruins, uh, Jacob Locko. Yep. Yeah. And yep. Jeremy Swayman got stuck in an elevator at Kevin Shattenkirk's building when Shattenkirk invited the duo over for Christmas dinner. This is one of my biggest fears. This is your nightmare. I saw you, dude. I would terrified. Why? Because I don't like heights, and I'm assuming I'd probably be on like the ninth floor, and I can't see what's really going on. And if that falls, there ain't no way this frame's making it through. All you have to do when the when the elevator is about to tell land, me how to survive a ninth floor elevator drop. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm on steps. <laughs> If Coyote Road Runner has taught me anything, <laughs> is that all you have to do? <laughs> Our players jam themselves in elevators when we get to hotels. I have to wait. They, like, oh, jam yeah. themselves in there. And that's the only thing I can think of. This thing's going to stop because, like, five, six years ago, they, they used to jump in the elevator. Yeah. I got yeah, stuck one time. So and, when I was uh, at UMass way back when, I don't know if this is still allowed, in the towers, you could climb out on top of the elevators, and you could hop from one elevator to the other in the 22 floor towers yeah i'm guessing it's not still allowed <laughs> well i'm probably it wasn't allowed then but you had access if there's yeah. any more than four people on an elevator i don't think i get in that elevator yeah <laughs> have you seen the guy on i don't know if he's instagram or tiktok the guy who does the um he used to just make the fart noises like and lift his leg like a big guy would do yeah. it in in like public well he's he's graduated now that he makes the fart noises while maintaining eye contact with somebody. And he did one in an elevator and oh my God, the other guy was like, what the fuck? And he's just <laughs> blank face staring. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> That's another fear to get trapped in an elevator with stinky farts. Oh, it's like Dwight Trude. You got to establish a pee corner straight away. I yep. guess dude, maybe not a poop corner, dude. Um, <laughs> Edmonton, maybe former goalie, Nikolai hobby Bulin. Love this guy. Returned to hockey at age 50 when he signed with the KHL Torpedo. He had 333 wins, 334 losses, and 97 overtime losses slash ties. 907 save percentage, 272 goals against. I thought his numbers were going to be better. In his best year, he went 30, 22, and 11. In his worst year, 10, 32, and 4 with an 890 save season. percentage and at 3.4 goals against. That's, That's a bad. long season, that bad one. Do you think, wherever he is right now, that he was like, oh, if I just had one more game, I'd be 500? You know what I mean? I wonder. I wonder if that bugs players like that. That you know what I mean at that level. If they're just like that's whatever. the classic argument. Is that really five hundred? Well, the overtime wins put them above five hundred. You can make the argument. I know, but they're not real wins. They're like kind of like your twenty twenty four win. Like is it a win? Huh? I don't know. I, I I hate when people say head coaches are awesome and they show the record like that. It's like were they really that awesome? Kind of thing. <laughs> they did. They did that. I think with David Quinn. Um, but you just don't speaking like of goalies that kind of didn't have 
you know, the best season. Jack Campbell has lost a starting job in AHL Bakersfield. Four and six, 888 save percentage. He's on the books for $5 million until 2026-27. I feel badly because by all accounts, he's a great dude. <laughs> Everyone talks about what a great guy he is. So I feel badly what he's going through. But the plus side, he's got $5 million for the two more years, so he's going to be fine. Yeah, you can't really feel bad for somebody making that much money, right? It's hard to, for sure. Yeah. No. Did you guys see yeah. Edmonton? Uh, did you guys see McDavid yesterday? Yeah, the behind the back, no look. Yeah. What do you get? What, five points, four points? Yeah, I yeah. think he factored in every goal, right? It was unbelievable. Yeah. I think it was like two months ago, he was 53rd in the league in points. A month ago, he was like 12th, and now he's third. He's third. Like, he's it's not a battery charger getting ready. Unbelievable. It's so <laughs> good. He's been doing. Uh, Carp, you mentioned PWHL earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. All six teams face off in the, or they're going to face off the first three games. Uh, of the new year, New York at Toronto was on the first. Montreal, Ottawa is the second. And Minnesota at Boston uh, tonight. Back yep. in November, the PWHL stated their goal was to have most games available on linear television and every game available to stream. And it's slowly coming together with CBC, TSN, and RDS and Sportsnet carrying the games in Canada with MSG Networks and Nesson carrying the games in the U.S. Also, PWHL Toronto sold out every home game for the upcoming season. They instituted a few rules. Uh, I, I saw like that – a shorthanded goal ends the power play, and points are three for regulation win, two for an overtime win, or one for a shootout, the, or, or a shootout, and one for an overtime or shootout loss. The the doesn't a shorthanded goal? Oh no, it's not. If you in NCAA, if you score on a delayed penalty, you yeah. still get the penalty, right? Still get the power play. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's a good rule too. I like that. I don't yeah. know if they've instituted that one, but I like the killing the penalty with a shorty. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I think it's awesome. If you, you, it's how you build your team. You have a great penalty killers. That's an yeah. asset, you know. Well, we shocking that the guys from Mass would like that with the Boston Bruins penalty kill being so good. Like that's, yeah. I was thinking of the Northeastern yeah. penalty kill personally. Yeah, we, we also had Chloe Arard for the last five years. And she, she actually had a bid shorthanded. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I love that rule. I think that rule is awesome. And we were talking about it yesterday. I'm curious to see if it's going to alter um, – penalty kill strategies a little bit, see if they can get a little bit more aggressive. But then, you know, on the flip side of it, is that going to make power plays a little bit more conservative, you know? So, yeah. So how would you, how would you attack that as a coach? Would you go like, uh, would you like three defensively responsible forwards and one like lights out defender for your first PK unit or something like that? No, I mean, I wouldn't change much, to be honest with you. I think any opportunity we have to score a, a, a shorthanded goal, like I want to take it. Yeah. You know, and then on the flip side, you know, for power play, I wouldn't. I would put out five forwards if it was the right fit. You know, I want to score. I don't want to. I don't want to kill time. Yeah. You know. Um. But, I, I mean, I like to be a little bit more aggressive in in situations like that. So, um. But, I I'm curious to see how how these teams or how these coaching staffs kind of react to those rule changes. Cause it is, I mean, it's different, right? So uh, I think that you'll see a lot more defensive face off defensive zone face-offs that, you know, try to try to spring a, a forward or something like that. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't know how, how different, maybe a little bit more aggressive, um, but I don't, it depends on what personnel you you have on your team. You definitely got to be careful, right? Cause <clears throat> at least for the NHL wise, if you're springing that forward and they get caught, your five best players are on the ice. And now it's a quick yeah. five on three. And we know how good five on three power oh, yeah. plays are in the NHL. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like some teams just like the Bruins with Martian and back when you had Bergeron, those teams are just going to be a little bit better than the other teams that might not be. But as a coach, it's, I feel like 
you can't really change stuff. And like, do you think you have to have conversations with your players where you're like, Hey, I know like it might end a power play, but you still have to be defensively responsible. Like, do you think that that's a conversation that happens or do you think the coach is kind of like, Hey, listen, like be defensively responsible, but if you get it, if you get it, go. I think those conversations always happen. You know, yeah. it's, it's situational too. Like if you're, if you're down a goal, sometimes you just right. get any, any, any opportunity you have anytime you get possession of the puck, like take a risk, you know, everything's, everything's pretty risk reward oriented in hockey so it, it really depends on what the the situation in the game is at that given time yeah before the tying goal didn't did it was it noel that had a, a shorthanded breakaway uh, yeah yeah coming on coming down the right wing yeah right. yeah, yeah. No, and talk about momentum shifts tell, tell like let's say you're losing five four you take a dumb penalty right but yeah. then you end up on your goal you're five on five you score not only are you tying the game now you're even strength like that's yeah. a completely different ball game yeah yep. Yeah, situational. Um, also, for, before you go ahead, I also like the way they're doing the three, two, and one. I think that makes it a lot cleaner yeah. for the standings and a lot easier to follow for a casual fan. Yeah, uh, compared to I the NHL, more, I think it's more like uh, impactful <laughs> what happened in the game. Yeah, for sure, and winning in regulation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. Teams teams will go for it a little bit more. Yeah, at yeah. the last minute, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, for their history books. Corinne Schroeder got the first PWHL win in net for New York City. Uh, New York City, Ella Shelton got the first goal in PWHL history. New York City, Alex Carpenter won one and two. And NU's own Chloe Rord, 0 2 and 2. It's two assists. Registered for first multi point games in league history. And Rebecca Leslie of Toronto got the first penalty of the new league. I saw some clips, dude. They're out there banging bodies, man. Yeah, it's a lot more physical than the women's college <laughs> game. And, and uh, Chloe and uh, Carpenter. Are still leading the league, tied for scoring, going into tonight's game. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, those atmospheres. I don't know if you guys caught actual games, but <clears throat> atmospheres were pretty electric. The Toronto one was great. The line out the door to yeah. get in the rink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of cool. one of the uh, teams has like a glo- a goalie hug. You guys are already bringing that over there. Do you see that? They like dap up three times and hug each other. Oh no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's cool. Swayman yeah. and Allmark is starting a an epidemic. there's a lot of goalie love out there a lot more goalie love than there was but the the cool the thing i was really bummed out about especially with the ottawa game the camera was on the side of like where most of the seats were so the way that the ottawa rink is set up it's like i can't really describe but the side that the camera's on has like an extra uh like an extra bit of seats Mm -hmm. pretty far up and i wish that they had the camera on the other side so they could show like how jammed that section was you know, because the rink, uh, I mean, still, it was still packed. It was unbelievable. It's growing pains, right? Like the Toronto game, they were doing interviews and the ambient sound of the rink was overpowering the microphones and that's yeah. different levels and getting adjusted to it. Oh, so yeah. I'm sure it'll improve every broadcast. You know, yeah. I was telling Brownie before the podcast started, like, this is the most legit I think it's looked. Like sometimes, oh, yeah. like in the past, it was kind of like, oh, you're playing a game in like the second rink in Saratoga and like, like at least three of those bathrooms are out of service. Like the rink doesn't look nice. Like now it, it like looks legit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the, at least the ones in Canada that I was looking at look yeah. fucking legit. So, <laughs> so we're going to the game tonight. My buddy uh, who everyone on the podcast knows is Alistair Poppycock. He's been to the Sangha center. I haven't. And he goes, the concessions are top notch. And I'm like, so how my is, night's going to be. This is the perfect rink for this. That's what everyone's awesome. saying. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and and where, it's where's this ring? House. That's why. It's where uh, UMass Lowell plays. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 Really nice. Uh, like accessible. <clears throat> Ten minutes from my house, which is perfect for me. Yeah. yeah right. So. Quick little rip. 
Mm-hmm. Um, leadership groups were starting to be announced. Ottawa, Brianne Jenner as captain, Emily Clark and uh, Ginty Rose. Is Ginty, I think. Yeah. Uh, Blair Turnbull as captain and Jacqueline LaRoche, LaRoche. and Renata Fast as alternates. I'm going to butcher all of these. Keep That's going. for Toronto. Minnesota, Kendall Coyne Schofield will be captain with Lee Steckline and Kelly Panic as alternates. Schofield. Pretty good. Okay. Uh, Mika Zandy Hart will be the captain. Alex Carpenter and Ella Shelton will be named alternates for New York. Yep. Marie Philip Poulin will be the captain. The announcement was made by Cirque du Soleil at a recent show with her in attendance. Laura Stacy and Aaron Ambrose as alternates. And then it has taken, what are we at right now? 20 minutes probably. Uh, with Patrice Bergeron making the announcement and handing out the sweaters, the leadership group is Hillary Knight captain and Jamie Lee Rattray and Megan Keller as alternates. I think I got those ones right. right. Yeah, pretty good. You see how he rounded down to 20 minutes, but it's it's 28. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I can't I can't stand up from Ken. I have two things going on right now. Yeah, unbelievable. It's the it's the it's the anti-Bergeron pop propaganda. <laughs> That's exactly what it Speaking is. Speaking of the anti-Bergeron, go to the next story. Yeah, Nick Ritchie kind of lost his shit. Uh, doing the family name proud overseas as he was, he was suspended for eight games after punching Marcus Nurmi in the head repeatedly while he was on the ice. Fighting in the Finnish league, Liga is already not allowed, and Richie was deemed the aggressor in the altercation and received a five-minute major along with a 20-minute uh, misconduct penalty. Richie already holding had a holding and cross-checking penalties in the game. I'll probably help his team more with the suspension as he has one goal, five assists, six points, and ten games played after being let go from his PTO from St. Louis. This is was kind Nick of a Ritchie, weird thing. Something had to have happened in the game for somebody to react like that. Is Nick Ritchie possibly the worst top 10 pick in NHL history? Uh, top 10? He was picked 10th overall. Yeah. I was going to say Hugh Jessman, but I think he was drafted 12. Um, that was a tough one. That was a tough pick. I mean, Nick Ritchie, I mean, I guess he had he had like that one good year in Anaheim, and then the Bruins brought him in, but... I would love to see how his stats compare to like Alexander Diggs. Apparently, they're also they're coming out with a documentary about him. Did you see that? About Nick Ritchie? No, about Alexander Digg. <laughs> I how like he was wheeling like Pamela Anderson. He was like the first overall pick, and he was supposed to be sick, and then just like nothing ever ended up happening. Um, but yeah, Nick Ritchie kind of loses losing his shit there. He got eight. What is he got? Eight games. Yeah, he got eight games for that. Tough look. I don't know if we updated the the doc. I'm just gonna go for it now. Did you see the Ryan Hartman Cole Perfetti thing? Mm-mm. So uh, the Jets played the Wild, and Brendan Dillon gave uh, Kirill Kaprizov a couple hard cross checks and ended up hurting him. So at a faceoff, Hartman just high stick Cole Perfetti directly. In the I face did see that. Yeah. Perfetti was like, "Yeah, like he told me he was going to do it. And I'm mic'd up, like they have it." And he ended up only getting fined and not even suspended. So my question for you is: Nick Ritchie got eight games for kind of like mugging somebody, but Ryan Hartman just took his stick and just slashed somebody in the face. He's been suspended, I think, three times, fined six times, got fined again. Who do you think handled the situation better, the Finnish league or George the Clown Peros? Well, I know your axe to grind is Peros, but the Finnish league fighting's not allowed. So it's apples and oranges, but I see what your point is. I think in the NHL, it's probably not allowed to slash somebody in the face. No, say, that's okay. what I said. It's I see what your point is. That was my part of that. And then to be mic'd up and then yeah. to have it be like, hey, he was mic'd up. But I, I guess there was a deal made when this when they said the players could wear mics that whatever said on the ice, they can't use against them in terms of like disciplinary action. And I think they have to I think it has to be cleared by the player in order to be released. I would probably pay. 
500 to a thousand dollars like if i really really saved my money and shit if i could just see one year of everybody mic'd up in the nhl to see what they would say oh uh, i think you should be able to pick who's mic'd up like you know how like on espn plus you can pick which mm. which announcers you want i'd be like oh tonight let me the hear marshawn and yeah. you know <laughs> the world would burn though and that's what sucks like yeah. people you think hockey culture is bad? Can you imagine if you were able to listen to everything that those guys said throughout the course of an 82 game regular season and then playoffs? Holy shit. Would it be hilarious, though? Would be a coach in over his head and it's just silence and you're like, is this on? Is this Mike? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, is, Dave, this David, is it Dave Quinn feet working? I yeah, can't hear Dave, anything. Dave Quinn hasn't said anything the last 12 days. Uh, back to the Huber don'ts. Jonathan Huber recorded his first point December off of a nice feed to Dennis Gilbert. Why is this a Huber don't? Because Nathan McKinnon has 27 points in the time since Huberto had his last point on November 30th. Yeah, Huberto, he it, it, he's up against it. It's like he's shoveling against the tide no matter what he does. Unless he goes out and has like five-point games, no one's going to be happy with him. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think you're probably right there. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia head coach John Tortorella became the eighth coach in the history of the NHL to achieve the 1,500-game mark and the first U.S.-born head coach. He also had a win 723 against Vancouver, moving him into sole possession of 10th place on the all-time coaching list. Torts is in his 22nd year of NHL coaching with stops at New York, Tampa, Vancouver, Columbus, and his current stop in Philly for his second tour. The only active NHL coaches with 1,500 games besides Torts are New Jersey Devils' Lindy Ruff and Flores' Paul Maurice. U.S.-born uh, New York Rangers head coach Peter Laviolette has more wins for an American coach with 776 and counting in 1,463 games coached. The Flyers, uh, I put this, this probably has changed. They were 19-12-5, and, and they were third in the Metro. Connecting's got 31 points, 17 goals. Travis Sanheim, 21 assists. Garner Hathaway, 58. Pims, Nick Sealer's leading at plus 14. So I love letting Garner Hathaway off the leash in Philly. This is, this is, this is a torts-friendly podcast. Um, love this fucking guy. I, I just love how old school he is. And he's like the only person that I've ever seen that doesn't change with the time. And he still just is effective, which is weird. Like normally you have to, but he just refuses to do that. Like, and you can still see that in his interviews. I'm sure some of the things have probably changed a little bit, but I just love like how he is towards without a doubt. And you never even have to question it. I, I, I think that their players in the NHL fall into two categories that have played for him. Either, I don't think there's a lot of gray. I think you either no. love him or you hate him. Yeah. I don't either think, you're you know, I don't think players are like, ah, he's okay, you know, but either guys love him or they hate him. It was great. His interview after that, after that game, he's like, I'd rather be in the room with the fellas or something to that effect. He's like, so are we done here? And he just walked away. Yeah, it was pretty it was good. Cool. They, they wanted him to do a speech. And he's like, no, no, no. And he turned around and he goes, that was a great fucking game. And then left. Like, that's all he cares about. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I love him. But do you like him, Carp? I love him. <laughs> I, I obviously – like I don't know him personally by any means, but every story I've ever heard of him, his the way he is with like the media and stuff is completely different than the way he is, you know, yeah. with the players. And they they always say that there's nobody that's gonna fight for his players more than that guy. He uh, uh isn't Taze's dad, right? Is his assistant still yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I've obviously heard some stuff from her and um he she absolutely loves him too like the guy's a, a big time family man uh, not only just you know within his family but you know he everybody else's family is number one priority and then it's hockey and then uh, that's cool you know it's everything else which is which is awesome that's the way to do it yeah know, it sure. is and it's cool because you definitely see like every once in a while you see oh hockey's a business and like there's some really shitty stories that come up with like general managers head coaches and stuff but it's nice to see that even though 
some people say, you know, he's too tough on his players or whatever. It's, he just really gives a shit, which is nice. So, yeah. You wonder um, what would happen if a, if a guy like Torts, right, who's, like we said, cares so much for his players and family and doing the right thing. You wonder what would happen if he was like the coach in Chicago, right, for some of their nonsense. Would that nonsense have gone on under Tortorella? No. Right? No. That's the question. And that's, no. it's, no. you know. He's unapologetically himself. That's the best. Like, he would he would get fired if he did the right thing and be and be it, fine with it. Yeah. Torch would have tarred and feathered that dude in the middle of town square. Yeah. Video, I would not have wanted to bend that video, coach. <laughs> yeah. Um, Washington signed Ethan Bear to a two-year deal with the Caps. 26-year-old defenseman signed for $2.06 million for the remainder of this year and next. I thought, like, this was a pretty big deal for somebody who, like, got scratched a lot. Right or no? Oh, I was thinking it the other way. I think that's a sneaky good deal for the Caps. I feel like wherever he played last, he didn't play that much. Like he was scratched all he the was time. Going he through all kinds of personal stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. Two point two million. I guess it's not that much, but for a guy, again, in my opinion, he was scratched all the time. I feel like that's quite the bag for somebody who wasn't like an everyday. He was player. in Carolina, right? Wasn't that his last team? I think so. Yes. Carolina, it's a whole different defensive core than Washington. Yeah. He's going to get more time, more situational play. I think – I hope he does well. I mean, I don't root for the Capitals as a rule, but I, I hope he does well. I think he already got his first point. Oh, did he? Nice. In the Pittsburgh game. I saw something. Uh, they gave him his first his first point puck, which I didn't know was a thing. But, huh. yeah. The morning skate difference right there. <laughs> we didn't know it. Uh, Seattle, not everyone loves a winter classic merch. A Seattle, uh, based entrepreneur, Paul Kim filed a suit against a crack in the NHL for infringing on his copyright in 2014. Kim copyrighted the design and logo of the defunct Seattle metropolitans and made throwback jerseys and merchandise that he sold when the Kraken entered the league in 2021, the team had a good relationship with him, which soured as the team wanted to use the metropolitan logo colors design to make jerseys for this year's winter classic. As the negotiations went south, Kim accused the team and the league of lowball offers for his licensing rights. Which, how do you accuse somebody of a lowball offer? An offer is an offer. Like it's, uh, it's in your opinion, he's making. Let's say he's making easy math, right? Let's say he's making a million dollars a year off of yep. his throwbacks, and they come in and like, hey, we'll give you twenty thousand for the rights. Fuck off. It's still an offer. I don't know. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it, but it's not a good. It's it's again, you're rooting for the billionaire versus the millionaire. Yeah, I don't like this guy. And the NHL went ahead with the design. Oh, the billionaire's the league. I no, I don't like. I don't like this 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 Kim guy, dude. I don't like it. He came up with something. Be thankful that an NHL team's like, hey, we want to use your shit, and here's some money for it. But that's but, cool. they're, but they're now they're just bullying him with their good. He deserves to be bullied. Stuff oh, in a locker. God. I've had enough of this guy. Oh, uh, and the NHL went ahead with the design that incorporates a lot of the elements. Hell yeah, they did of the logo and uniform, and even the logo which is virtually identical to what he had trademark but it's not identical but it's virtually identical i love that the winter classic unis also uh imitates a trademark big horizontal stripes throughout i think why i don't like this guy is in terms of winter classic jerseys those seattle kraken jerseys were probably my favorite jerseys that i've seen but but he has the rights it was his thing well not anymore so no, they're gonna they're gonna okay, and Oh, I I can't wait to do a follow up on this story when he gets fucking paid from the he, league. He'll get paid. He'll get paid. So what? But now, he right now, he's crying and not, and not they're bullying. Oh my god, you're the guy rooting for like Jeff Bezos over there. No, I just I don't like this. Uh, be be like I I would be pumped that an NHL team would be doing this for me. You know what? Someday the the NHL is going to start the morning skate every day, they and they're going to come to you and be like, "We'll give you a hundred bucks," and you're going to be like, "Oh, thank you." I'll frame it, dude. I'll be like, "Hell yeah, dude." God. Hell yeah! Keep as going. long as my name's as long as my voice is in the intro, I'm down. 
Uh, War Winter Classic, Seattle goalie Joey Decord. Decard? Decord? Decard? Decord. Uh, registered the first shutout in Winter Classic history, making 35 saves. He played out of his mind. He robbed Jack Eichel late in the game. Um, I thought that their jerseys look so clean, I thought. Did you guys see Petrangelo, by the way? Just fucking two-hand Tanev. Nothing came of that. Yeah. It's the same mm-hmm. play that he did against Tricidal. This league is player safety is an absolute fucking joke. It's insane. Uh, did, whose, whose entry outfits did you like better? Um, Seattle came as the Fisherman, and Vegas came as the Elvises. I don't know, man. Probably the Fisherman, I guess. Oh, see, I like the Elvis. I thought that was hilarious. And then they lost, so you'll never see it again, but I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it's all about humor for me. If it's funny, I'm 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 all for it. I saw that they were like throwing like the players would walk to the rink and they were like throwing fish. In yeah, they do after goals. They instead of giving out a hockey stick, they do like a at the end of the game for the three stars. They have this like salmon, like a stuffed animal, like I don't know, two three feet long, and they spin it into the crowd instead of giving those, out. Those anything. weren't real fish. No, those weren't real. I thought they were. They weren't like like in the in the walk-in. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't see the walk-in. Yeah, those looked pretty real. They were yeah, real. They were, they, were real heavy, dude. they were heavy fish, dude. They looked. They looked legit. That seems. That seems like a liability. Like, <laughs> if you were the dude throwing, if you were the dude throwing the fish, like, is there a player on the Kraken that you might let go a little bit too early or a little bit too late and maybe hit him inside the head? Is there a player that you do that with or no? Wait, wait, wait. The players were throwing the fish. No, no. The players were walking were into the rink. Yeah, they were walking into the rink. There was like five feet in between. So as they would walk by. Throw, somebody would throw the oh, fish. Oh, it's so like Pike yeah. Street Market. They were throwing it over the heads. Yeah. All right, I'm missing sure, yes. the whole thing. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Is there a player on the Kraken that you'd be like, oh, shit, dude, my bad. I'd have to think about think it. So. I don't really dislike anybody on the Kraken. Yeah, yeah I don't think I dislike anyone on the Kraken either. Yeah. Is Ryan Donato still there? Oh, I, I would smoke Ryan Donato. I don't know if he's on the Kraken, though. That's a good call. Oh, he's in Chicago now, I think. The poor man's Jimmy VC. Uh, that might be the meanest thing you've ever said. It's true, dude. Right? Hundred percent. Oh, that was a twofer right there. You got them both. Colorado. This was wild. Abs color analyst Mark uh, Rycroft took a sip of what he believed to be water during a recent Colorado game. Unfortunately, it turned out to be a spitter of his broadcast partner, play-by-play Mark Moser. He immediately ripped off his headphones, washes out his mouth, spitting the entire time. Video happened a few weeks ago. But Altitude TV's Vic Lombardo released it as a Christmas gift to the fans. This guy handled it like a fucking champ, dude. Oh, like yeah. That's a champ. tough one. That is a tough one. When I was in college, I was sick. And, like, you know when you're sick, you always kind of, like, you wake up in the morning and, like, you just need, like, a drink. You know those dark oh, Arnold Palmer yeah. bottles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I woke up one morning. I was like, I went to do it. Three big three big gugs. It was a spinner. I went to the bathroom. Got in the shower, threw up for probably a half hour. This was on a Tuesday. I didn't go back to class until the next week. I, I oh, took a personal week. I uh, I needed that for my for my mental stat. And that was my own spitter. I can't imagine drinking somebody else's spitter. Like that just adds another element to that. And dude, you couldn't even really tell that he did it. What a pro! Yeah, yeah, absolute pro. Speaking of pro, Nathan McKinnon became the first Abs player in history to have a four-goal game when he torched Ottawa for four goals, one assist, five points, and a 6-1 win. 19 goals, 39 assists, 58 points. I just – I feel like he's, like, the most underrated superstar in the league. Like, you know he's good, but it's always McDavid. It's always Matthews. It's always Crosby. McKinnon's never the number one there, ever. 
Yeah. And somebody mentioned like, dude, if you have a team and like you could pick between, okay. So if you're Colorado and you can have either McKinnon or McDavid, are you giving up McKinnon for McDavid? Yeah. Yeah. You are hundred. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. dude. Yeah. He's just, he's a bull, man. He's already won a cup. Yeah. He's I, a bull, but you still take McDavid. Not, yeah. It's not saying he's a bad player, but <sighs> McDavid's. I, I'll tell you this. I would take McKinnon over Matthews. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who, by the way, Matthews has on a, a pace for to score more goals than Ovechkin. Did you see this? Well, Ovechkin's not going to make it. So. Oh my God. How poetic would it be if at the end of Austin Matthews career, on Patrice Bergeron night in Boston, <laughs> he scores a goal to break Gretzky's record. And don't you know what? Morning skate's taken off so big that I got you glass seats for this game. <laughs> Would that not be unbelievable? Not only glass seats, but we're so big that you dropped the ceremonial puck drop. <laughs> It'd be incredible. I Maybe. dropped the ceremonial puck and sucker Matthews right there, <laughs> yeah, on, the, right right there on the carpet. The ball got him. Okay, here's the question. Do you think, gun to your head, is Matthews a Leaf his whole career? No. No. Both of you know? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to be a desert dog at the end of this contract. Okay. I think because if he doesn't want to pay all these guys, and Nylander said he doesn't want to go anywhere. So <laughs> someone's going to have Nylander's getting 11 and a quarter mil a year. He's proved it, dude. Talk about fucking showing up and like playing for and that he, contract, he, dude. He shows up in the playoffs where none of them other, none of the Would other. Would you guys. rather have Nylander or Marner? Nylander. Yeah, probably right now. If you asked me two years moment. ago, I'd probably say Marner. Yep. Um, the Devils won't be told what they can or can't wear. In a workaround to the NHL ban on players wearing pride jerseys during warm-ups, the entire roster wore custom jerseys on their walk into the arena. The jerseys were designed by local artist Catherine Kennedy, who reimagined the club crest in an abstract way featuring the colors of the pride flag. Is this just their logo with pride colors in it? It, it, was, it was different. It was her reinterpretation of it. That's pulled straight from the uh was it a, the NHLPA statement press release or whatever yeah the players wore them during player arrivals for the annual pride night and will auction them off with proceeds going to oh boy Hyansith, I think sure New Jersey's largest and first HIV AIDS service provider can I tell you something growing up I would always try to like I'm a terrible drawer like I'm so bad at drawing stuff I the only thing I can draw is you like mean, a you mean you're a bad artist yeah, sure. Draw is probably not the right word. Um, not good talker I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, this is an audio medium, but keep okay. going. Uh, I can do like a race car, but that's about it. But I would, I would try to do NHL logos, and I had buddies that could like crush the New Jersey Devils logo. I could never draw the New Jersey Devils logo correctly. It would always look so fucking bad. If you get a chance this week, try to do one. Okay. If you could do Off a race car, you could do Detroit. It's a wheel. Yeah, yeah, dude. I wheel. probably could the do Bruins that. One's hard. The Bruins one's very hard. Yeah. I'm, a ruler, I'm just, I'm... ruler or a protractor, you're good with that. Well, <laughs> yeah, but that's that's math. At that dude, point, I, can't, really drawing. I can't remember the last time I saw a protractor in real life. I don't even, I don't even know if I remember what they look like. Is it's a protractor? Really is that the – no, that's a compass. What is, what is a protractor? Protractor is the one, one with right like here. the – you have one? It's like the – It's a curved ruler. No, no, oh, it's it's the half moon light. Yeah, it's like the thing where you can put it in the middle and yeah. it up. I thought that's a compass. No. Is it a compass? Oh, it might be. I yeah, it could be. I don't. I have a ruler, but no protractor. Interesting. Okay. Continue. Um, good on the devils. Good on the players to do that. Love that. 
Um, Connor Bedard, Trevor Zegers both hit mission goals on the same night within a few hours of each other. After the game, Bedard said he received a text from Zegers offering the congratulations. This was cool. Zegers was challenged by an Anaheim ringside reporter to hit. Hold on, I have her name. Gift. I have her name. I have her name. Yeah, we do Allison Allison Lozoft was the Anaheim ringside reporter that asked Zegers. I want to make well, sure I, I give mean, her credit. That's crazy. And then he went out and did it. Yeah, and I will say. Zegris's uh was it full well maybe not full speed maybe not full speed for him but definitely faster than I could go but he it was it he didn't it didn't look like he slowed down much at all it was like an inverted mission it, it was pretty sweet um somebody last night did like the Zegris pass over the net but it just went to somebody on the other know? team yeah oh. I will say this both Chicago and Anaheim lost those games yeah I mean dude Bedard if you're okay, if you're a Blackhawks fan, obviously your your year isn't going well, but like you gotta be fucking pumped that this kid's on your team, right? Oh like, god, yeah. This is what I thought Lafreniere was gonna be. This is what I thought Capo Caco was gonna be. It's gotta be so cool to actually get one of those. Yeah, I especially to jump in right away. Cause you always get like like the Bruins have that kid, uh Fabian Lysel, who's supposed to be the next big thing, and he's he can't get top line minutes in Providence. So it's like Years and years later, you know, it's it's rare when someone walks in like a Matthews or a Bedard, you know, these guys come in McDavid. Yeah, you know? I mean, the Rangers literally have never had one of those in our lifetime. Chris Crowder's like third all-time in goals, and like he is not at all a Connor Bedard or a Nathan McKinnon or a McDavid. It's crazy like how some Adam teams Fox, get those dude. players. Yeah, but I'm talking forwards. Oh, oh, oh. And thank you for the shout-out. You are right. Adam Fox is one of those. He Adam Fox walked player. in and played. But I'm talking just – actually, what's really funny, I posted a Rangers blog the other day. I scroll to the bottom and we had written a blog back when the Rangers got Adam Fox. I don't remember. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was, it was funny, like reading it, seeing like his breakdown of everything, but, um, Toronto, Ilya Samsonov's on waivers. He holds a lowly 862 save percentage, second worst among NHL regulars this season. He surrendered three goals or more in 10 of his 15 appearances. So in 2022, 23, they had Samsonov, Murray, and wall 21, 22, they had Campbell Morazic. And then before that they had Anderson. Then before that they had Bernier. At what point are the Maple Leafs going to go out and get a fucking goalie? That's it's actually almost as if, it, like, I can't exactly put my finger on it, but it's almost as if they don't manage their assets the right way and it's they insane. put their money in the wrong spot. It's wild. It's and you so could, I, I haven't looked at Edmonton, but I'm sure Edmonton's is exactly the same as this. Yeah, probably. It's crazy. Like honestly, like if you look about it, if you look at strictly Canada, right? The only Canadian team that's had good goaltending over the last it would be Winnipeg. Yeah, the Jets. Yeah. Ottawa, Craig Anderson, love them, but he's not a fucking brand name goalie. Toronto, Edmonton, no. Calgary, Kippersov, back well, when I was like 12. Montreal had oh uh, Carey Price. Good Carey call. Price. They did have Carey yeah. Price. But they didn't have anything else. No. Which is wild. Just it's I just crazy to, though. I don't yeah. understand. Like everybody talks about copycat league, right? The NFL, the NHL. Everybody, everybody sees what works for someone else and they do it. It's amazing to me how more teams haven't done what like the Penguins did or the Bruins did. Like if we all take less, we all get more. You yeah. know, what I mean? and I it, it's 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 got to be selfishness on the part of the players that are the leadership group. Yeah, it's 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 strange. It's very 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 fucking strange. I don't know. Um, the league average save percentage is down to 903, and Connor Heller, Hellenbuck has gone below 920 in a game just twice in the past six weeks. Just a He's shout out to, to your boy, Brownie. Yeah, you love that guy. Um, World Juniors. I just want to kind of go over this really quick. P Peter Forsberg, unbeatable record from the 93 World Juniors. He had 31 points in seven games. 
Can you imagine that being a draft pick and you watch World Juniors and this dude just put up how many points is that a game? Four, four point something points a game. Hmm. Holy four fuck. point something, yeah. Um, World Hockey Report was talking about how that Macklin Celebrini kid did not play a ton, at least in the first couple games. He ended up kind of playing a little bit more as the tournament went on. Definitely seemed to be Canada's player. Mm. But as Bob McKenzie said, they had a ton of big dogs that played for the junior teams, but not one of the big dogs kind of went through and ended up scoring that goal that they needed. Mm. Canada, that last goal, I felt bad for the Canadian goalie. I got to be honest. That that was a what tough do you do? One. There's that was nothing you can do. Lose it on, though. He was getting torched too, like mm-hmm. online and in the not in oh, the media sure. as much, but he was, they were getting destroyed. We talked before yeah. we started recording. Everybody's so calm and rational online. So. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy like that. NHL players, I'm kind of okay with because like they're supposed to be adults, but these like these kids are like 17 years old. Yeah, like, 18, you think 18, that they're 19. going out there being like, "Hey, let's lose to the checks. This is gonna be sick." <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's wild. It's- U.S. beat Latvia. Keep the change. Uh, Gabe Perel, we'll talk about him in a little bit. He's been crushing it. Uh, I don't know who Finland beat, but Finland beat somebody and Sweden beat somebody. So we do have more shit coming up. World Junior. I didn't really dive too much into it. Just that World Junior. This is the first year, and it's kind of weird because the, the Americans have a couple of Rangers prospects that I think I should be a little bit more dialed in with. Um, I just haven't been like, I think it's because I don't have cable and all the games are on NHL Network. So I have to like stream stuff off my computer. Like, I just bought a planner, dude. Like, do you think I'm like, I. I'm too lazy to be going on streaming websites. I, I just can't do that. So I wish it was covered more here, like it is in Canada, because it's a great tourney. But in Canada, it's, 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 it's so funny. Cool. It's got to be so cool to do that in Canada. And the women's World Juniors just started, didn't they? Uh, it's gonna start next week. Okay, because I saw a couple week. like videos or, or whatever about that. So yeah, should be That'll a fun be- tournament. Uh, what? When was the last time? Do you guys know off the top of your head? I know that they had it in Buffalo not that long ago. I feel like it takes a while for these games to come back. Like the next time they're in the States and they're anywhere near us, we should definitely go to these games. So it's in Ottawa in two years, and they just announced 2026 is going to be in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Oh, Brownie. Dude, I looked into going to Minneapolis, St. Paul when you guys were out there, and it's not an easy get. (laughs) No, we were in Duluth, though. That's way tougher. Minneapolis, St. Paul is easy. Really? Yeah, Brownie, that could be fucking cool, dude. Is that the XL Center? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. XL Center, I'm sure they'll probably play uh, like where the Gophers play. That so would be sick. Men's team. Course, the Gophers that. building would be sick. Yeah. Was that Mario, Mariucci, I think? And then the women play in Ritter Arena. So. And I'm pretty sure Clara works for USA Hockey right now, so we kind of have an in to see if we get credentialed. All right. I just want to hop on that. the Huskies private jet for the trip. It would be nice. Little PJ. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So we have dump and change. Let me play the music for that. Good job on the NHL in the news, by the way. Dump and change. I'm going to get this kid's name wrong. Tyler Kuchner, I think. He confirmed that he's transferring to Notre Dame to play lacrosse. The reason uh, this is a story is that he was the starting quarterback for Alabama and is using his COVID year of eligibility to join the reigning national champs on the lax field. Pretty sick. Pretty cool. Not, I mean, thing I, I'd imagine he does okay at the bars. Um, the first ever Pop-Tarts Bowl took place between NC State and Kansas State, but the mascot was the story. 
Prior to kickoff, a costume mascot with eyes and a big smile lowered himself into a toaster on the field and came out as a toasted Pop-Tart after plumes of smoke and sparklers shot out the top of the toaster. While toasted Pop-Tarts are delicious, seeing a suicidal mascot on a football bowl game got people talking. And if you guys had to pick a flavor, Pop-Tart, would strawberry be your number one? Blueberry. Blueberry, right? Frosted yeah. blueberry. S'more. Oh, s'more. Those nice. are good to you. Oh, you Do kids. we have any type of pyro at, at uh, Matthews that I can kind of hop out of in the mascot costume? So we got a tunnel. We might have a smoke machine. Love that. The tunnel's oh. cool. Tunnels like there, there might. Pass. I could like, I could like crawl out of the smoke, dude, and then get on the ice. Right, listen, I've seen people in that mascot suit that would have been better crawling than skating. So mm -hmm. sure, yeah, It'd be fine. Yeah, um, I, I did see. I think it was uh, the Go NU uh, account put up the Pop Tart with a sign saying like Gwyneth Phillip owns yeah, Ingles Arena or something. Is that you know who that was? Delaney. That was your girl. Was it nice? Big time. Yeah, she was very proud of that one, as she should have been. That was a good one. That, <laughs> that was, was very one. funny. All right. So this one, talk about being claustrophobic in an elevator. Cruise life, a new carnival cruise that you can hop on for nine months and visit 60 countries and over a dozen world wonders. Sails out of Miami for 274 days and is broken into four legs. The first leg heads to North and South America and includes stop in Brazil, the Caribbean, and Antarctica. The second leg heads to the Pacific with 87 stops in 87 days, including New Zealand, Japan, Australia, China, and India. The third leg heads to the Mediterranean and the Middle East for another 67 days. Stops include Italy, Greece, Egypt, and Turkey. And the last leg sees passages touring Europe with stops including Sweden, Denmark, and Norway over the last 63 nights of the trip. You can book parts of all of this trip with packages that start, I know this is going to sound crazy, at only 53000 for the whole thing. If I had fucking money, I'd do it. I don't know if I would do the fifty-three thousand because I'm assuming that's a horrible setup. But mm -hmm. uh, it goes up from there. <clears throat> but that wouldn't be a bad thing. Like if, if you're retired, sell your house and yeah. If you're like, let's say you're moving from somewhere in the Northeast to like Arizona, and your money's gonna go way far for your house, you know. You could be like, hey, we'll be there in a year. We're gonna do this cruise oh, first. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just something. Yeah. So there you have it. That was it for number change. All right. Uh, New York Rangers talk. The Hartford Wolfpack have signed Artem Anisimov to a professional tryout agreement. Um, this is because Riley Nash ended up getting hurt. They needed to bring back a little bit more scoring. I saw Ryan Callahan tweet at Dubinsky being like, hey, let's get the boys back together. Wolfpack. Loved seeing that. Uh, Gabe Perot, the Rangers first round draft pick last season. He has 25 points in 17 games for Boston College. He has 6.5 games uh, so far in World Juniors. He had two goals the other Day in the uh, quarterfinal matchup. Everybody's saying he's going to be the steal. Mikey Grinelli, he's going to be the steal. He's going to be the steal of the draft. Thanks, dude. Um, the single reason I don't listen to Spit and Chicklet. Uh, the Rangers become the first team in the NHL to reach the 50 point mark, 51 points for the first time since 93 94. What happened that year? I forget. <laughs> um, and then Hedo ended up returning to che Chechia for a reset for the next phase of his recovery. They say he's skating and shit. It's still like. It's not a great look. Like if somebody has a concussion and like instead of like, hey, why don't you go like 10 minutes away, he just flies to Europe to go do that. Because, so. yeah, flying is usually recommended with a concussion. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, the Rangers got their fucking dicks caved in last night. They lost 6-1 to against the Hurricanes. But before that, they beat the Lightning 5-1. They lost the Panthers 4-3, uh, to and they beat the Capitals 5-1. to In the last four games, Panarin, five goals, two assists, seven points. 
Vinny Trocek, five points. Lafreniere, four points. We do have some people still put up decent numbers. Um, yeah, it's kind of they're going through this weird stretch where like they've they've have such a big lead where they don't need to. They haven't been stringing wins together, but at the same time, their lead was so big, and I just maybe other teams aren't playing as well right now. They're not. The other teams aren't catching up, but they need to kind of figure it out a little bit. It's been a while since we went on a little bit of a winning streak. So we'll who see what happens for the loss. What? Who was in net for the loss? Uh, Igor. Because he's the number two now, huh? Oh. I don't have the thing right here, but before that, the four games before that, the Sabres center was like 940. It was 4-0 with like a one-point. like Quick's like 970. Yeah, I don't know. There's no goalie controversy, dude. Sorry our goalies don't make out after every game, dude. My bad, bro. No, just your leadership group. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, just – yeah, that's, that's just – that's just our th- – Third all-time goal scorer in our DJ, dude. My bad, bro. <laughs> hey, that would be a great question if we get our current Rangers on. Like, who's the DJ in the locker room? And if they don't pick Zabinajad, is that a slap to the face to Zabinajad? I bet DJ it's Nugent. not. I bet it's not him. No, because no one wants to listen to that crap. No, I bet like him and Kreider share earbuds, and they just listen to like <laughs> Alanis Morissette or like Celine Dion. Uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, so that's kind of what I have there. Um Barkley Gaudreau still wearing that bubble. So whatever fucking happened to his face? That piece of jaw that came out that wasn't supposed to come out? That'll happen. But that's what I have for the Rangers. All right. Well, the Bruins, after going on a little bit of a skid going into the Christmas break, have come out of it uh, with uh, four straight wins. But before that, Swayman, for the second year in a row, dressed up as Santa Claus and delivered gifts to Linus's uh, kids on Christmas Eve. Uh, the last three, this was a weird one. The last three B Bruins players, to, defensemen, to score multi-goals in a game, Forbert, Orloff, and Shattenkirk. Like, wow. you would never have been able to get that. You know what I mean? I'm guessing. Uh, and the geeky Heinen-Shattenkirk signings, who have all been playing phenomenal as of late, the last four or five games, 3.825 combined. Great. How's Shatt- how does Shattenkirk look? Slow? Now, all right. So I, I was going to get to this in the um, in the New Jersey uh, r- part, but they've they ju- Montgomery juggled up the lines. He's got um, McAvoy playing with Mason Lowry. He's got uh, Carlo with um, uh, Lindholm, and he's got Grizzlick and Shattenkirk. And I got to tell you, the Grizzlick Shattenkirk as the third pair is super, super silky out there because he's able to match him up with the right guys. And Shattenkirk on power play two, he's looked great. And he fills in on power play one when McAvoy banged his knee uh, with Elmark. And he looks good. Shattenkirk looks great. I mean, he he's not as fast as he used to be, but it, it's nice because everybody's in their own spots and they still got Forbert coming back. So. Yeah, it's nice to have a second power play option too, right? Especially when for McAvoy sure the second power play scored last night. Especially when McAvoy mm-hmm. gets suspended all the time. It's nice oh, to have really. it. I knew there was something there. So all right, I'm gonna give you these quick. They won Buffalo. The Bleeds beat uh Bruins played a full 60. There was no Tage Thompson for the um Sabres, so take that with a grain of salt. Power play was three for three for three. PK was six for six. Coyle had two, geeky low rye, Swayman 25 saves and a 962 save percentage to that. The Buffalo black jerseys, I wrote about this. They're awful. Awful. I didn't, they I look didn't like crap. I, really? That blue is so iconic. The blue and gold is the best jersey. Why would you change it up? I don't know, man. I feel like growing up, Dominic Koshik in the black and red was sick. It still, it doesn't, but you could put that that big Buffalo head on the blue. It would still look good. Yeah. You know, for a third jersey. And yeah. this was something we, I meant to say this when we talked about the PWHL. So at one point, the Bruins were 
it was a four on four. The Bruins got a penalty. It went to four on three. They then got another penalty. I would like to see the NHL go to four on two, four on one, and just keep putting the guys in the box. I think that would be fun to see. Try it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's the five penalties. It's just five dudes out there just whipping the puck around. Uh, <laughs> the dev- they then they uh they played the Devils. They won five two. Georgie Merkel Merkel Merkeloff made his uh, debut fifteen a little over fifteen minutes ice time. He didn't put up any points, but he stood out with his speed and his skating. Really well, strong. He got laid out the other night, right? What's that? This is a kid who got laid out the other yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. He he's really excellent skater. He, he, you could see the game, the physicality. I think caught him a little bit. Like mm-hmm. whoa. Uh, but I thought he did okay. And then, um, uh, DeBrus had the with two Shattenkirk had two. They were down two nothing, came back to score four in the uh, second, win five, two. I will say this, New Jersey's not ready for the playoffs because yeah. after the first period, the Bruins in, started going hard on the four check and New Jersey fell apart, yeah. just fell to pieces. If Luke Hughes can't skate it end to end, they did not know what to do. Icing, hey, icing, cool. icing. Hate mm-hmm. to see it. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, they then went to Detroit, uh, where Merkulov got stapled to the bench in the third. He only he had less than nine minutes in ice time. The Bruins were very slow on the back to back, but once it got chippy, the Bruins got really engaged. Uh, uh, Frederick had two, Coyle had one, DeBrusque and Zaka both had empty netters. And I will say this about Freddie he was on ice for both of those empty netters, and he had the chance on both of them to like get the cheap tap before it went in for the hat trick, and he didn't do it. I think that speaks to the kids' uh, integrity. That would have went a fucking bar down. Yeah, of course. It would. <laughs> uh, Swayman, uh, that was a tough one. He let in three, nine, uh, 900 save percentage. And then last <laughs> night at Columbus, Shattenkirk, uh, Jane Van's Dream Night, Heinen, and Frederick uh, all scored. Freddie has 10 goals in the year. His career high is 17. He still has 46 games to go. The Bruins were perfect on the PK yet again. They were outshot 12 to 5 in the first. Olmark made the difference with uh, 26 saves, 963 last night. Four straight for the Bees. And this all won't matter when Montgomery puts Olmark in the playoffs for all the games. <laughs> I don't know. They just they're doing the alternate, so maybe he'll just keep on that. I also I put this stat in there for you, dude. The Bruins improved the 32 9 4 on the road in 2023, surpassed the 2013 Blackhawks 31 9 4 for the most regular season road wins in calendar year. Pretty cool. Yeah. You got to win on the road, right? Especially in the playoffs. So, yeah. road warrior teams are sick, dude. Yeah. I, I'm always oh, yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, all right. Northeastern talk. Well, thank God we got carp here, dude. So, let's, let's hop right into it. You guys take it away. I'm going to have questions. Uh, you want me to give the summation and then you can expand? You're talking to me? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, whatever you want to do. I'm here for you. <laughs> so the Huskies, I, I didn't know about you. Serious. So the Huskies came back from their break last night uh, at Yale. Uh, it was an overtime two to one win. Uh, Constantinople with the power play goal to tie it up. Uh, Katie Noel. Thick hockey last name, by the way. She mm-hmm. wired that shot too. That yeah. was like boomer. Uh, Katie Noel with the overtime game winner, which made the Sports Center top five. Was it number four? I think four. Yeah. Uh, Jovacic's back in the lineup, laying yep. the boom out there. That was number four, what it follow like fucking three dunks, dude? Like, yeah, how was probably. that? Yeah, one of them was definitely a dunk. Uh, uh and uh, Gwyneth Phillips had 46 saves, and in my opinion, was the number one and the number two star because yeah. she kept the team in this. And she that was her best, uh, in my opinion, from watching. I don't have the insight that you do, Carp, but I thought that was her best game of the year, and yeah. she uh, she was. She was four saves away from her career high. She yeah. loves playing at Ingles, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, thank <laughs> God, especially yeah. yesterday, right? But uh, no, she's she's the type of. I mean, she's she's very very consistent goaltender. But the more action she gets, the more engaged she is, and the better she is. You know, so it was all it was all part of the game plan. Give up for you, you know. How uh, how bad did Ella Blackmore feel when uh, Brazis's goal got wiped off? I mean, she's she's such an amazing kid, so I'm sure she felt she felt bad. But um, you know, it it kind of is what it is. Like if you see a puck, if you see a puck floating, you know, yeah. kind of like kind of like Ked. You know, if there's a empty net opportunity, he's he's not letting that. He's skating very very hard That's to try. The hardest I've skated all game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will say though, I would like the the officials to have the capacity to be like, hey, Blackmore got a hand on it. But yeah. that puck was going no matter what she did. The only way it wouldn't have gone in if she had swatted it out. Yeah. So they should have awarded the goal anyways because she didn't really affect the trajectory of the puck. I understand I, it's black and white, but. I mean, I didn't see an overhead. I, I knew she definitely got a piece of it. Um, the the thing I was hoping for was that it had already crossed the line before she hit it. Yeah, it was uh, close. Yeah, but I mean. It's not as bad as that bullshit call against Ohio State last year in the playoffs. Was in Ohio State? I fucking remember that. Do you remember yeah. that? Oh, Chloe. Yeah, Chloe. Yeah. Was, bullshit, dude. A... I don't forget. Yeah, that was a that was a tough one. That one was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but... I, it was it was unfortunate because they worked so hard. That line was fighting the whole game. They were yeah, really line, jamming. Yeah, they were dynamite. They were yeah. honestly they were probably our second best line that game. Like they were creating a lot of really quality scoring opportunities and. Um, you know, Yale, their coaching staff's unbelievable. I've known, I've known Mark and, and Grant for a long time. I don't know Erica very well. Um, but you know, from, from my brief conversations with her, she seems like a, a pretty unbelievable kid, but Mark, uh, he coached at Norwich when I was at Elmira. So I, I've seen what he can do and like, he's got a few national championships under his belt and, uh, Grant's just an unbelievable recruiter and, and really good coach as well. So that's uh, the head coach, right? Mark's the Mark's the head coach, uh, and then Grant is the the one of the assistant coaches. But like they're just so so tough defensively, and they did such a good job keeping us on the perimeter. And um, you know, I know I know the shots were were what they were, but you know, every single opportunity they had to get a puck to the net, they were doing it, and then just they just swarmed the front of the net. You know, mm-hmm. like they're they're similar to us, where they lost a lot of really talented players uh, from graduation last year. And we're kind of in the same boat where, you know, we're we're scoring goals sometimes, but it's not on a consistent basis, right? So I thought the matchup was really good, and um, you know, we were we were fortunate to come out of there with with a win against a really good team. So uh, yeah, I'll take it. He, uh, I remember him from last year when we were down there for the I don't know what that game was called, the play-in game or whatever it was quarterfinals. called. Quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. Yeah. Uh, he was the most open an honest coach outside of you guys that I was ever in one of those scrums for. Yeah. It was so like, Hey, they beat us. Hats off to them. It wasn't like no excuses, no BS. Yeah. I really appreciated yeah. the way he approaches it. Uh, yeah. He's, he seems like a real good guy. Yeah. Unbelievable guy. And you guys shut down. Uh, what's her name? Um, heart, heart. How do you say hey, it? Yeah. She's, She's good. She's filthy. She got like Holy smokes. She's got like a she's over a point a game for her career. Yeah. And her best the best bid she had was when Abby Marone bodied yeah. her one on one. Abby just bodied her to the side. Yeah. Took the puck and outlet up the other way. 
you crazy part time. about that? I don't know if you noticed, but she she basically no looked that right. Like she was looking on the back diagonal the whole time. So I think she was trying to bait Abby into maybe taking a look or taking a step. Taking a step. Then, yeah, and then when she pulled that puck, I was I was like, uh oh. And then yeah. Abby made she made a really good play off of that. But that like, was a her, good play. Her deception is just it's incredible, right? Like she's she's got pretty good speed, she's got good skill. But what separates her from so many players is just how deceptive she is and how how she's able to manipulate other teams' players. Um, it's it was she's an impressive player. It's scary. No, no, no slouch at the dot either. She was dominant, no. dominant at the faceoff. And shout out to Irving, the mayor of Kingston herself. Yeah. There uh, on the overtime goal, Irving lost the faceoff at like a battle, and then Irving yeah. chased it down in the Yale zone. Yeah one-on-two and bullied the two defenders and got the puck and hit Katie coming into the zone and stride. It was a great play by Irving. Yeah. I mean, great yeah. finish by Katie, not to take anything away from it. She's and, our overtime. She's our OT stud, Irving. Well, her OT stud cost us another hour of Riley awake because we were watching. <laughs> and when Katie scored, she jumped up and she was like ah, dancing around. I'm like, oh, I guess she's not going to bed now. <laughs> so, I'm an Irving fan. Irving, Irving is a big fan of the, the Instagram, the morning skate Instagram. Yeah, so. that's what you said. Yeah, yeah that's right. she's, she's unbelievable. She's all in on the morning skate from what I've heard. <laughs> from what I've heard. Uh, where did you guys get pizza from? Um, we didn't, we got, I mean, a few of them got pizza for their post game. Oh, nice. Um, I think, I forget what, I think it was called Lorenzo's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really good. So I never knew about the pizza down there. Right. Oh down, yeah. How great it is until I went down there and I was talking to people in the press box when we were down there last year. Cause I was sitting on the Yale side all by myself, yeah. like a loser. I was waving a Todd across the rink. Um, but the, uh, I was asking, everybody's telling me these different pizza places. So I, I roll in like, Hey, no big deal. I'm just gonna go get a pie. Right. Yeah. I pull up and there's like a hundred people in line. Where'd you go? Each of these places. I went to all the, the three that are real close together. I don't remember what they're called. Huh. I know I went to Frank Pepe's yeah, that's what and, I was then, gonna ask. and then a couple around there and it was crazy. I couldn't get a pizza. We ended up getting it at a later date, but I did find out that back in the original days of Frank Pepe, yeah, like when he first opened the place, yeah. my grandfather had a chicken farm down there, of course. and sold eggs to Natural. the original Frank Pepe. Really? Yeah, I found for that his out. dough. For his dough. Yeah, yeah. So you're like a foundation. Your your family's like a foundation family. Yeah, pretty much. You're, you're a builder, dude. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I should go on the Pizza Hall of Fame as a builder. <laughs> oh, hey guys! Two hours ago, the TD Garden started following our Instagram. Is that good? That is good. Seriously. That's sick, cool, dude. Wow, shout out to back about north. Yeah, follow back about I'm north. I'm not gonna play too hard to get there. You know? <laughs> you're gonna have to probably drop your the beginning of the podcast sponsor if you're gonna want to keep them following. Okay, hey, listen, we, we will dump that Pornhub sponsor if TD Garden wants to get on board. Just let us know. The yeah, I'll just, start a, I'll just start another podcast for that Pornhub. Sponsor. <laughs> uh, oh my god, speaking of the TD Garden, Kelly Dyer Hayes podcast is out now. She uh was a uh wonderful guest and is very involved with the bean pot and uh, hashtag Boston Unites. They're trying to fill the, uh, fill the rink for the uh, women's uh, bean pot. So she's unbelievable. She's, yeah. She's awesome. She's unbelievable. Like, so you guys awesome. go up to Maine on Friday. Uh, no, we got Holy Cross Friday. Wait, did I look um, the schedule yeah, completely we, wrong? I must've. No, you, you're just a week off. It's all no. right. No. Yeah. We got, um, it sounds got like you need a planner, Brownie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
we got practice tomorrow, just a light pregame skate, and then we'll go down to Holy Cross on Friday, uh, only game of the weekend, and then four practices, and then Friday, Saturday at Maine. We'll go up Wait, there. you're at Holy Cross on fr Friday? I think so. I don't know. All right, I feel right. I might, uh, that's an easier ride for me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. The Crusaders. Yeah, at Holy Cross, 6 p.m. Nice. So it'll be, it'll be a good game. We, we've split with them so far, so. Uh, but we're on a nice little run, so hopefully we can keep the momentum going a bit here. Nice, nice. So look out for these podcasts and uh, tell Phillips she's in the crosshairs. I will. We want Phillips on next. Well, I have a bad track record with goalies, but we're going to try it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Brownie. Um, beer League Roundup. I don't think we have Beer League Roundup this week. No, I still am not cleared to play. I think I'm playing on Tuesday next week, so hopefully we'll have some Beer League to talk about how grossly out of shape I am. Um, heroes in zeros time. Let's do it. All right. Heroes in zeros time. I'm going to start with my hero. Sam Gerard. Uh, Said he feels like he got the help that he needed. He expected that. Uh, he also expects tomorrow to be just like a regular game from this is back when he came back from this stuff. I just think it's cool that, you know, mental health, there's still that stigma or whatever. Pretty brave to come out and just be like, hey, listen, I need a second away from the game for a bit. Goats gets help, comes back. I just feel like that needed to be highlighted. So that would be my hero of the week. Well, my hero is similar, but not mentally. Uh, my hero of the week is 38-year-old Joe Flacco, who turns 39 next week. Uh, came off the couch at Thanksgiving and has led the Cleveland Browns into the playoffs. He was asked today about the disparity uh, of the age gap in the locker room and how he handles it. And his quote, which is what spurred me to make him my hero, he goes, if I messed up in high school, I could be some of these kids' dad, which I <laughs> thought was awesome because he made it multiple. <laughs> so shout out Joe Flacco. Delaware Blue Hand, dude. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. So if, if he week. went to, yeah, they, they're talking about resting him, right? If he wins a Super Bowl with the Browns, right? Brown. The the forever downtrodden Browns, yeah. would he be remembered as an all time Raven or Brown? Brown. You no, know, he won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Yeah, but dude, nobody has the Browns ever won a Super Bowl. Oh, dude, the he's already like, I think he's in the top 30. He's played six games and he's in the top 30 all time passing for the Browns. It'd be pretty fucking – I feel like it'd be kind of like Joe Namath with the Jets. Like, Oh, you know, yeah, like, you can say that, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everybody remembers Broadway Joe, but, like, he really only won one Super Bowl. Like, it'd be yeah. kind of the same thing. Fair. Everybody outside of the state of Ohio would consider him a Raven. You think? I, yeah, that's probably right. But Ohio, he would be Ohio's boy. He'd be a god in Ohio. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the Rangers, and, and I forgot to tell you this, if you – Kelly Dyer-Hayes – she was like Mark Messier's personal contact for Louisville. Yeah. Okay, so that's a connection, Brownie. Yeah. Well, I, it's, I don't want to – listen, she's got TD Garden falling on us. We got the TD fucking Garden, dude. Get mess on the pod, bro. So she's – when I asked her who her fa most famous person in her phone for the lightning round, she goes, well, I should probably say Mark – but she named his wife. I forget what his wife's name. She's like, I have his wife's number two, and she's pretty famous. And then there's there's Wayne, and I'm like, Gretzky? 
Yeah. She's like, no, Newton. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's like boys with Mark Messier. And I told her, and she was talking about how her and Richter used to hang out all the time because they were goalies and they would talk. Mike Richter would be a cool podcast. He's a very, very bright person. Like he yeah. got into like politics, I think, after. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. That's right. He's running for St- Connecticut or something. Yeah. He, so anyways, yeah, she's boys with Mark Messier. But go ahead, Carp. Sorry. Go ahead with your hero. Well, I, I would say, um, I would say Kendall Coyne because of the amount of work that she put in uh, to this PWHL that started this week. Like she was, she was one of the driving forces behind it, doing so much uh, behind the scenes work. And, you know, obviously there was a team, but uh, she was doing most of this stuff while she was pregnant too, which is the most insane thing in the world. So didn't she walk away from an NHL job to go play? Um, I mean, she was working with the Blackhawks as a skills coach for a while. Uh, I read something about it and they talked about her. Like when I was watching the opening thing with Toronto, they had Billie Jean King on an interview and because she's one of the driving forces. And she was like, Kendall Coyne Schofield came to us and was like, we need to make this work. And she gave her like all credit. So shout out to her. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's unbelievable. And it's no surprise that she was one of the people to get this thing off the ground. Um, and so far they're crushing it. So I'm excited yep. for tonight. We get to watch her play. For, yeah, that's for, right. That's she right. gave birth. Yeah. So it's going to be cool. I would bet anything she has a planner. Oh, 100%. She probably has a calendar on her phone like most people. I don't yeah. know. I bet, I bet she's a planner. I bet she has to write stuff down. I mean, oh. think that's so much work. And shout out to these guys for finally getting it right. Like how many leagues did we have to go through before we finally got like – a legit rink to play in and like fans and like cool social media and TSN and like they're finally doing it right. And now you're seeing it and you're seeing people excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, What's broke to go tonight? Songus is sold out. I think it wasn't, I was never like against women's hockey, but it was always kind of like, okay, they're, what what are they going to do now? But this is the first time where I'm like seeing this stuff. I'm like, holy shit. Like this is legit. Like this is like, this is actually going to help grow the game. This is going to get, Girls being like, "Oh, I want to play hockey. I want to play in the PWHL someday." Like that, like that is so fucking cool. And I think yeah. it's just like Olympics, right? Like you just want to represent your country. But now it's like, holy fuck! Now we got a league to play in. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Carp, do you know this? Like, so they have their rosters, and then everyone that graduates from college mm-hmm. coming up next year, are they going to expand the rosters? Is that the plan? Are they looking to make another I, team? How is that going to be handled? So right now they have a full roster plus I think it's like three reserve players. Yeah, um, I don't know the full logistics of the reserve players, but I know that they can play a maximum of two games um, and they have to fulfill some sort of practice quota every week. Um, but I think they have to move to that town. Yeah, which is it's tough because I know they're not getting paid as right, much right. as most of the salary players. Right. So um, I, I don't know what the plan is for next year. I, I think. uh I feel like they're just trying to get up and running, and I understand that. Yeah. I'm just curious how that would work because there's no, like, you can't go to the AHL, Yeah, you know, yeah. as a rookie. So I was just wondering how they're going to how they're gonna continue to add talent. Yeah, I think, I think honestly, the problem with, with the pro game for the last few years was that there was two leagues. So, you know, each league was a little bit more watered down than it needed to be, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I think you're going to have your high draft picks coming in next year. I don't know what their draft protocol is going to be this coming season. Cause it's obviously going to be different than, than this year, but um, you know, just like pro hockey, if you don't perform year one, yeah. you're going to bring someone in that, that yeah. can. And um, you know, I think it, it's different from, from what was the case before. 
Um, but I think if you want to get people interested, you got to have the best players on the ice. You know, right. and if yeah. you're not one of the best players in the game, then it's no no discredit to you. You shouldn't be playing pro hockey. You know, yeah. um, there's so, always Europe, and yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and there's plenty of opp- like different opportunities to play uh, over in Europe, like you said, and um, but. They're finally the the reason that it's so good this year is because all the best players are in one league. One league, right? Yeah. So I I have a weird kind of a fun question. The coaches of this league are they yeah. all former like college coaches, uh, international coaches? It's a mix, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a mix. So uh, Boston has uh, Courtney Burchard, who was at BU uh, just for a little bit, um, but before that she was at Princeton for a few years. She's unbelievable. She's a great coach. Um, I think it's Toronto. Toronto's like Team Canada. Yeah, Troy Ryan. Um, so he was the women's national team head coach, uh, but he was also an assistant on the men's world's team this year, I think. Oh, okay. uh, or no, something with the men last year, um, which is is pretty awesome. Um, in uh, New York, Howie Draper. He was a long time Alberta uh, in in Canada U Sports Alberta University. That's such a New York hockey coach name. Yeah, Howie Draper. When we announced those, you said that exact thing. When we were like, Howie Draper is the coach, you're like, that's such a New York hockey coach name. Yeah, yeah. And then the Montreal coach is the Czech women's coach. Um, she's from she's from Canada. Uh, who am I missing? Minnesota. They just hired Ken Klee, who was with the women's national U.S. women's national team a while ago. Um, and from what I don't know him personally, but from what I've heard about him, everybody loves him. Um, cool. So it's it's great that they got him in there. And then uh, I'm missing one. Who am I missing? Ottawa. Ottawa. I, don't really, I don't really know Ottawa very well. Yeah. Uh, game one look yeah. looks like they got a good rolling pretty good over there. So yeah, far. they did all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. Ottawa. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's pretty much that's how, that, how, how Ottawa is they're in the great. NHL too. Yeah. They're yeah. On brand. <laughs> that's classic um keep us with these i have an update i have another hero oh do you, do you guys uh you guys follow barstool at all do you guys know who jersey jerry is yeah 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 so he's been doing like these live things every night where it's like i forget what it's called but essentially every night he does like a competition people tune in whatever it is so for this one he has it a hole in one in a golf simulator he's been doing he's been streaming this for the last 17 hours <laughs> They had to have someone come in and give him an ID. He's hit 1,911 shots, and this dude still Shout just gripped it. Jersey and Jersey. Jersey Jerry, dude, that's unbelievable. His hands must be torched. Just oh, like oh, Bernard, shoulders. Yeah. Ugh. So fucking funny. And then my zero of the week, uh, this uh, – I don't – his name's not Morgan Geeky because I think Morgan Geeky's in the NHL. But the last name's Geeky. Played for Team Canada and World Juniors. He got Connor. five in a game, 11 seconds in for the – Connor, one of the Connor cleanest, younger brother of Morgan who's on the Bruins. Yeah. yeah, one of the cleanest hits I've ever seen in my life. Got five in a game, kicked out of the game. Why 11. is he your zero? Because well, he's not the zero. The the refs oh. who kicked him out of the game, like, are you gotcha, kidding me? Gotcha, gotcha. The hit was – it was like everything that you wanted to see. It was a great hit. It, and you're kicking him out of the game. So Did you see what – like, uh, his older brother said his once it once it came out that he was booted his older brother who's on the Bruins tweeted out I didn't know uh strong body ch- oh what do you say I didn't know hitting too hard was an illegal and international play did insane yeah. oh it was crazy it was a horrible call horrible yeah. call but they had a lot of back and forth and I think uh the previous I don't remember there was something the previous game 
and it was like a little bit of a payback. I think that's why they wanted, but they should have just given him a, a penalty. But the refs must all be from the queue, dude. That's the only <laughs> all right. Uh, my zero's me. Uh, I told Ked while we were waiting for carp, we uh, we had a leak in the basement before the holidays that was beyond my capabilities to fix. Old piping needed to come out, new piping needed to be put in, needed to be crimped. My buddy came over and did it. Shout out Keith, thank you. Uh, took him like six minutes. He probably charged someone like $500 for that call. But um, last night we were home after the holiday, and my wife came downstairs. She's doing laundry, and she's like, The washing machine's not feeding. And I'm like, What? She's like, No water. I'm like, What the fuck? So I go downstairs. I am tracing all these lines, trying to figure it out. Hot water, cold water, following them all the way back. Every valve's open. Everything's on. I'm like, I don't know what it is. I just must spend 15 or 20 minutes down here. I'm like, I need to figure this out. I don't want to call Keith. My wife comes downstairs. I go, do you want to just come look with me and I'll show you the pipes and you can tell me if I'm missing anything? She's like, all right. So we're like, she's like, no, no, that's, yep, yep. I see everything. She walks over the washing machine. She goes, oh, the washing machine's unplugged. So shout out me for not seeing that. And thank God I didn't call him, but I did call him and say, Hey, I have a Christmas gift for you. I almost called you to come over here to help me with this. So I'd be my so own zero. You mentioned pipes. I'm just going to bring this up. I started listening to um, this podcast, protect our parks. It's with Joe Rogan, Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, and Ari Shafir. And you brought up pipes. I thought lead pipes. And this is something that they said. I don't know if you guys know this. So leaded fuel, it became illegal in the United States in 1996. Did you know? That people born in the 1960s and 1970s, when leaded gas consumption was skyrocketing, the IQ is estimated uh, to be up to six points for some and more than seven points. Their IQ would drop because of the lead in cars and all this shit. So oh, from burning the lead gas, but that was also before catalytic converters also. But it's crazy. But so during this time, it said that 824 million IQ points were dropped because of leaded gas. Hey, Carp, I don't know if you ever saw online there was this guy who was stealing catalytic converters all over no, the Rust no, Belt, no, and no. it's it's fucking Ked. Like, they, exactly they are like me, dude. Twins. Exactly like me. And, and every fucking year, dude, probably around October, the picture pops up again, and people are like, Ked, you're, you're hurting that bad. I'll send you a picture. It's insane. I'd love to see that picture. <laughs> it looks just like him. Just like him. I was like, I can't. Like, I know it's not you, but I think it's you. Oh, it's to the point like when the first time it happened i had to start thinking of alibis because like <laughs> i kept thinking like did i fucking do this like this is wild i'm not sure wild. i could find a catalytic converter on a car but i may have blacked out and that's what my mom said she's like well if they come ask you about it just be, it'd be like yeah prove it oh my god all right cop who's your zero buddy i got two and they're both actually refs right. um, hell yeah first, dude Get yeah. it all out now. I love refs too, so that this is it's a shocking. Don't be backpedaling, dude. Get them. <laughs> no, it's just these two. I'm not a fan of. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the the Sweden Swiss World Junior game. Uh, yeah, the fucking like slash yeah. thing. That no, was insane. Yeah. yeah, in an elimination overtime game. Insane. That little poke, and then Sweden goes and scores on the power play. Talk about like yeah. wanting to get like your name in the game. That's oh, brutal. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it when I saw it because I knew they went. I mean, obviously, you know, with with Alina um, being from Switzerland, I I tend to lean towards Switzerland a little bit and stuff now because it's fun. Um, and when I saw that penalty, I didn't see the penalty happen in real time. Then I saw it on um, social media or something after, and I couldn't believe it. 
in an elimination game. Yeah, it's horrible. In overtime. So there's that. And then the officiating staff uh, from the Dallas-Detroit game. Oh, the Detroit game, the football game, yeah. Oh, I couldn't believe oh, I, that. I saw something about, like, a lineman checking in or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So you have to report eligible, and they yeah. did, and they were like, oh, the wrong guy did it. But they, yeah. but there's, but they there's video. Up. Yeah. yeah, you see it. And then there's video of Jared Goff talking to the lineman. Hey, go check yourself in as an eligible receiver. So the guy goes out, gets the two point conversion for the win, and then they could have clinched the division or something. Yeah. Or, no, they could have clinched first round by. Yeah. And then the ref called back. But shout I, out to the head coach of the Lions for not kicking, not kicking the extra point, going for two to win. Not love that. Shout out Dan Campbell. He's awesome I dude. Love he, they had him on hard knocks. He just seems like a yeah. dude you'd want to play for. Oh, hundred percent. He's the torts of the uh, NFL. You could say. You know what? Him and his team's nicer. I know it's a small sample size, but the Raider head coach, the interim head coach. Oh, yeah. That guy. Holy yeah, Antonio Pierce. Yeah. Oh, my God. Every time he's I see playing, him, he's playing with me at quarterback practically. So, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my those are my zeros. There. Those are good ones. Those are good zeros. All right. We have one more. We have three stars. All right, Brian, take it away. So we decided to do our favorite Christmas memories. Uh, seemed like a no-brainer with the holidays. Uh, we'll do resolutions next week, see if we stuck to them, the ones we had in our heads. See if, uh, see if I lost my planner by then. <laughs> yeah, God help <laughs> us if you lose your planner. Um, so, yeah, favorite Christmas memories. You want to just go right around the room? Want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. Uh, so my f- my first one's an easy one. Every year, and Carp, you can relate to this. Every year when you have kids, the Christmas is better than the next or yep. the previous. I mean, and it, like first couple of years when they're one and two, they don't get it. Three, four, they start to get it. Now she's seven, and it's just awesome with unwrapping gifts and you know just like the stupidest stuff. Like she likes San Pellegrino, right? Because I drink it. So yeah, I know. So I saw I was in the store and I saw like the little six packs of the cans. So I wrapped up that. But even that she's happy to unwrap, you know, and it's just the the sheer joy of as long as you don't get her clothes, she's down for every gift. <laughs> so it's just fun. That's a good one. But better than like Bud Heavy's, right, dude? That'd be kind of Not weird. yet. Yeah, I think it's messed up that she doesn't love key sparkling water. Yeah, well, they haven't sent me any gear yet, so we'll we'll find out when they send it. Order, dude, twenty percent off your first order. <laughs> send, me, send, me a, send me a case, and I'll swap out one of her Pellegrinos. They're good, dude. They are pretty good. Uh, I'll yeah, make it work for it for now. Carp, you me? Yeah. Um, are you doing three, or did you just do one? I did three. You did three? Oh, yeah, that's number three. Fair enough. All right. Um, I think uh, my number three. Is when I the year that I got my Easton aluminum Gretzky bubble. Oh. Or my how Easton many, how many people's answer is that in yeah. in life? From from my era, probably a lot. This yeah. is the best stick ever, and the only stick that after like a couple months of use looked like a friggin' bow. <laughs> but that thing was the best. I remember I'll never forget it was blue and gold, and I had like an Easton wood in blade insert. Uh, worst knob you've ever seen on it. But yeah, I still probably have it. I bet it's at my parents' house. Hey, speaking of knobs and tape jobs, look up this kid Connor Geeky that we were talking about before. Oh yeah, crazy. his knobs atrocious. His tape yeah. jobs nuts, and he has this thing where after his warmups, I think it was on our social media, 
where he takes three pucks, stands there till there's one minute left, shoots the three pucks, skates to the bench, walks backwards down the bench, and then forwards down the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. Not not all there, but I, I respect it. Whatever works. Gonna, that, yeah, I mean, that's that's good third star. I'm going to pivot my third star. I'm changing it on the fly. My right. first composite stick I ever got, and this is going to really just tell you what type of hockey player I was, I got the M1 Mission Blue Stick. So, yeah, I didn't score a lot of goals, but I remember my first composite stick being like, this is sick, and it wasn't even brand new. My dad bought it from somebody else whose kid didn't want it. But it was my first ever composite stick, dude, and that was pretty sick. So that would be my third star. Glass two, out. Or one piece. One piece. Thing was like fucking eighty pounds. Yep. Uh, my number two, when I lived down the Keys, uh, we had at my friend Ria's house. She hosted every year. We had an orphans Christmas, so because no one went home, so it was every like random person that didn't have family all got together: bartenders, waitresses, bouncers, and we had like 30, 40 people at her big house that she was a nanny at, and the guy was never there. And uh, she'd have us all over, and we'd have a big rager for Christmas. It was a good time. Christmas parties are the best, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two is actually it's my all-time favorite gift I ever received. It's the most unforgettable Christmas, probably when I was like nine or eight or something like that. N64 with okay. GoldenEye. GoldenEye, yeah. Yep. Kong Racing. Yeah, GoldenEye uh, Legendary, dude. Golden yeah. I was Call of Duty before Call of Duty was Call of Duty. Yeah. I think I sat in my living room when I was a kid for probably about three straight days playing. Golden <laughs> yeah, and it, I'll, I won't forget it because it was like the first time where I was not necessarily old enough to be independent, but my parents were like, "Just yeah, just go, go for it." <laughs> and I friggin' I went for it. That was probably their best Christmas too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> He hasn't eaten in three days. He's fine. He's, yeah, he's, fine. he's, he's, he's good he's to go. Cut weight anyway. He's got trials <laughs> coming up. So that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, my second one: Rangers playoff tickets. We knew they were going to make it. Never been to a playoff game. Me, and my dad went to Rangers Penguins. So it wasn't like on Christmas, but that was the best. That was probably the top three day of my life was going there with him. So that would be my number two. First playoff game was fucking that's awesome. Sick. Yeah. Uh, so my number one is a multi-part. Because it all involves this one family that we were friends. We're st- I'm still friends with them all. Uh, they g- grew up across the street. They used to have us over every Christmas. And that was one of the things. Every year we'd go over there. Uh, the mom would save uh, ornaments for us all to hang. You know, we'd go over there to decorate the tree. You know, we go over there. And as it progressed, as we got older, it became a bigger, bigger party as everybody had kids and everything. Uh, she made this thing, an icebox cake which uh, her son uh, has the recipe. He told me he gives me, I talked to him last week. Um, they're no longer with us, the parents, but the cake was this like green icebox cake. It looked like a giant, like thin mint. I don't know how to describe it. So good. It's so iconic. And then the last one, the dad was always on me and just like busting, right? And because I'm the oldest of my family and my buddy is the youngest of his family. So it was like nine kids all in a row, basically. And uh, so when I was in my, I don't know, high school, and you start bringing girls over for Christmas, he remembered one name. And no matter what girl I brought, he would say that name to the other. Like, Jill, so nice <laughs> to see you again. And it, there was a time where I had a girlfriend for like four years, and she came over four Christmases in a row, and she knew Jill and fucking hated her. <laughs> he, would, he would hug her. Tina was her name. He would hug Tina 
give her a big hug and and over her shoulder he'd be like it's so great to see you jill and give me the biggest shitty and grin and that is one of my favorite memories of christmas because it was like oh you fuck me but that was a good one so yeah kind of like ll bean jill stuff yeah <laughs> it was so good yeah so good i'm gonna have to call his grandson and who used to work for me and be like hey you're gonna want to listen to this week's podcast so yeah shout out to the luz family oh that's funny uh, mine's actually this past Christmas. This is the first Christmas that my kids were in our house uh, on Christmas morning because we usually go down to. Oh. Um, so I know it's a very short, it's very, uh, very close by memory, but this is going to be one that lasts for a while. For sure. How how old are they now? One and three. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. one class getting fun with the three. Oh, yeah. She yeah. she was tearing through presents. But it was, it, this year was weird because we had three Christmases. So we had one with the in-laws, one with us, and then one with my family. By the third one, my daughter, she like didn't want to open up any more presents because there was so much going on around her. So it's Riley's the only kid, right, at my in-laws, the only yeah. grandkid. Yeah, and oh. I I had like over twenty five rap things for, her, and so did my father in law. Yeah. It was insane. We had to yeah. take a break yeah. because she was getting tired, and like we <laughs> ate breakfast and came back, and then my father in law had to take a nap midway through. It took us like I think five hours to open up presents. It was crazy. Tough problem to have, Riley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so, right. Oh God, yeah. you gotta take a nap. Oh yeah. no, <laughs> <laughs> half time. <laughs> Um, my number one, my first ever jersey I got was a Florida Panther jersey, and I remember we had snow on the ground that day, and it was like super icy. And like, I don't live by any body of water, but it was so icy in the driveway, you could literally skate on the driveway. And I would just go out and I, I ripped, I thought I was, dude, you remember being a kid just like skating around and like literally using your imagination and being like, I'm yeah. in game fucking seven right now. And what I must mean, when you're a kid, like, that's me every warm up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like five or six hours just like jumping into snowbanks and like getting yeah. back up and like i thought the ice was sick but like looking back at it, it was probably so fucking bad and my oh, skates yeah. were probably so torn up but like they just let me do it i'd be outside just ripping it up so that was definitely my number one uh, that's probably my earliest memory melanby jersey no 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 last name it should have been oh, nice. melanby jersey but it was it was fucking cool dude back in that's the day. awesome that's awesome but yeah, guys. So that's kind of what we had for our podcast. Brownie's uh, gonna be pumped because that's an hour and forty-one minutes, and he does like these long ones. Before we go, though, we we gave shine to uh, Brazis and Blackmore. We should mention Mia Langlois. Langlois is that how you say it? Langlois, yeah. Uh, as the third member of that line, the the nail gun line. Uh, yeah. They they were uh, they were excellent yesterday, and I I didn't want to I didn't want to um, pass on giving a nod to Mia. You're Especially amazing. if I see her later tonight, she'd be like, "What the hell, man?" The whole squad's going. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I mentioned yeah. it like uh, celebrity guest appearance. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Ah, uh, dude, we're sitting in the most ridiculous seats. There was nothing left, and it's the promenade. I think it's called. There are no bad seats in this. No, place. I know, yeah. but we're sitting there, and all he's talking about, he's like, "Oh, the concessions are right behind us, and the drinks." And I'm like, <laughs> oh, "God, dude. he's the not going to watch." Go this place is unbelievable. He's not going to watch any of the game, most likely, and he's going to be asking me a million freaking questions. He hasn't uh, eaten in like three days. Just yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh, no dinner for me. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to the game. Brownie's driving. Well, Carp, thanks for hopping on with us, dude. We got to get Absolutely. this main game finalized. Get that in the planner <laughs> on the books. I was Make just sure looking. If you want to get in, if you want to get in more with the Rangers prospects, BC men's hockey, they're playing in the bean pot the following Tuesday. Okay. But you could also watch them play the day before because they'll have like Leonard and Smith and a February game you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Multi-day stay. 
something. Squeeze, yeah. Better have to hit the hit the slopes there or, or start working out to fit in that. Guys, I got to see if I'm available. I got to check those days. But check I your keep, planner. Let's check your planner. got to check the planners. Yeah, I like um, that. But we hope everybody had a good Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, go Huskies. Brownie, anything else? Listen, I just want to wish Jerome Aginla Happy New Year. I hope My he's doing player. good. His resolution should be to come on the podcast, but I don't want to put words in his mouth. We could just hang out, have a beer, whatever he wants to do. All right. Well, guys, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Again, we're going to have a lot of podcasts this month. Um, Johnny Lazarus is going to come on and talk Rangers. Tim Peel's going to end up coming on. We're going to have a pretty cool podcast with him. So stay I'm tuned on that. He's so sparking water. Questions. Key Sparking Water, 20% TMS24. Check them out. Presenting sponsor, Carp. Thank you. Brownie. I heard they're good, but I don't have any gear, so I can't verify. Well, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys for tuning in.